here's a message from Ken Lavica. We know Sunday it was ugly. The Bucks, Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown. Who caused Sunday's problems in New York? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. He said, he said, he did, he did. Antonio Brown versus Bruce Arians. And if you thought this was done, well, you were wrong because Antonio Brown says he has receipts. And the story goes on. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It's a Thursday. Pierre Garçon is hanging out. Local legend, Colts, Washington football team, and others. Now, I keep I keep uh, keeping myself from, from saying Redskins, but when you played, Pierre, yes. when, as Pierre always says, the team that paid me, when you played <laughs> there, it yes. was the Redskins. Yes. So it's okay yes. to say Redskins. To me, it's, uh, well, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And to many people, it's still going to be the Redskins until February 2nd. The name change. We're going to ask Pierre later if he has any inside intel on the new name of the Washington football team. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, running things until 2 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the sunny and comfortable Intracoastal. So I want to start with this, Pierre, because we've been talking a lot about Antonio brought on this mm-hmm. show this mm-hmm. week and now that it's two hours i mean you know i'm just gonna keep talking and talking and talking there's been a lot of antonio brown talking do you just full disclosure do you have a personal relationship with antonio I, brown i do not have a personal relationship okay. but if i've seen him and he's seen me we'll say hi to each okay, other okay so there's you know, like a mutual respect. yeah, 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 a, yeah. A, a receiver to receiver yeah, mutual yes. respect yes. okay mm-hmm. uh so antonio brown we know the circus that happened on sunday mm-hmm. takes off his pads gets released running off the field jumping jacks waving to fans the whole thing bruce arians after the game doesn't want to talk to him he's released he'll never be a buck again mm-hmm. now he has yet to be released that apparently is just up in the front office. That's a formality at this point. They're just yeah. trying to get their business stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Brown has had uh, reports. There have been reports that Antonio Brown had an ankle injury and that in the second half of that game, he said, hey, my ankle hurts. Don't think I can give it a go. Bruce Arian said, you're going to give it a go. Antonio Brown said, no, I'm not. Bruce Arian said, fine, you're off the team. That's the basic gist of the entire thing. So let me regale you with a tale of Antonio Brown and (laughs) his version of events, okay? Because, and this is how it it had to be, it came via a lawyer. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, this is a lawyer statement, okay? Mm -hmm. So this came last night. It's a little bit lengthy, so we'll do this in parts, and then I want to get your reaction to this. So this is Antonio Brown, his words via his lawyer last night. First of all, I'd like to express my gratitude to the Bucks fans, and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We worked together to resolve those difficulties. I'll always appreciate that. Being a part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true. Nice words at the onset, right? That's good. <laughs> That's a good, nice, normal Antonio Brown start. Uh, I make mistakes. I'm working on myself, and I have positive influences around me. But one thing I don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field. No one can accuse me of not giving it my all every play. 
Now, you watching football, you mm-hmm. being a former receiver, you yes. being a Pro Bowl caliber receiver, mm-hmm. leading the league in catches in a single season, you watch Antonio Brown play yes. during the good and the bad. Do you mm-hmm. agree with that, that he plays hard? He plays very, very hard. He plays very, very well. Okay. So, very hard, very well, and I will always trust Pierre Garçon's opinion <laughs> because he's Pierre Garçon, and I agree with Pierre on this. Now, because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up. The staff injected me with what I now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using, and I gave it all for my team. That Pierre would probably be Toradol. Correct. Correct. That's like the that's the go to painkiller in the NFL. They have slowed it down. Uh-huh. But, you know. Did you uh, did you get Toradol shots in your yes. career? Yeah. Yes. Uh, several. Yes. <laughs> that's just sort of a yes. thing. Eat, sleep, Toradol. Yes. Uh, I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline, and my coach Bruce Arians came up to me very upset and shouted, "What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you?" I told him it's my ankle, but he knew that it was well documented, and we had discussed. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, Coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done, while he ran his finger across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. So this is the key meaty part of this entire statement. Uh, A couple of things off that. Does Pierre Garçon buy that story on its face? That could happen. It's happened before where coaches get into the game and they do forget that you are injured or you have, you know, injuries because, you know, they're coaching on the sideline. Sure. That does happen where, hey, we need you. We need you. Guys like, hey, man, coaches think you're not interested in playing. You're tired or you're out of shape, however, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, but, you know, there's two sides of it. Sure. I do believe that that happened where, hey, coaches like, get back in the game. He's like, I can't go. We yeah. need you. I can't go. F you, F you, F you. Yeah, <laughs> back sure, and forth, sure. back and forth. Absolutely. Because, right? you know, it, coach has to make a decision right there in that moment because it was like, hey, if you can't go, somebody else has to go. But we need you because yeah. the defense is going to play different if it's Antonio out if there instead on, of yeah, yeah, you, you Which happens respect. all the time. We heard it. You know, there's a story where Mike Shanahan said, Terrell Davis, we need you. Terrell's like, I can't see. Yeah. Terrell, we need you. I can't see, coach. Well, just line up because we're going to fake it to you and we're going to keep the ball or whatever. So, this happens on on the field, and it's you have literally one or two seconds. Like I can't, and the coach has to accept. I can't. Nobody wants to accept. So you mentioned. So you say that the coach the coach has to accept that, and that's been my point all mm-hmm. week. Is that Antonio Brown? Like I, I'm not trying to defend him. He's done a mm-hmm. lot of things to hurt a lot of people. Like Evan <laughs> Cohen said uh, back on Monday here on ESPN 106.3, and he's right. Like he's mm-hmm. hurt a lot of people. I don't think he's necessarily a good guy. But this was more than just crazy guy goes crazy mm-hmm. on Sunday. There was a lead up, a build up to Th- this to get confrontational to a point though where Bruce Arians basically cuts him on the sideline isn't that I don't don't think they cut him on the sideline but things get confrontational on the sideline because everybody is trying to accomplish something you're in the heat of battle you're in the heat of the moment you think everybody's on your side but things happen so confrontation happens on the sideline every game it's it's part of the game but there is build up because it's like hey Antonio we've been helping you we now need you for something that we think you can still do we're not asking you to go you know so do something crazy, yeah. but if you're out there, you know, you can help us. Yeah, but the mere presence gives yeah, us an advantage. Exactly. So oh, he can. It, it is a builder. Like, hey, we've been like pushing you forward, forward, forward. Like, we just asking for one or two favors now. Like, come on, like, and then if you communicate it 
which is hard on Sundays in the middle of the game on third sure. down, first down, second down. It's it's like, hey, coach, I literally can't walk, or yeah. it's swollen up, or but to run off the field and jump in and jumping jacks and be like. Are you really hurt? <laughs> like that's, that was the part. That right. I, and let's not forget like, shirtless. Shirtless yeah, like, jacks, jumping jacks. But, you know, that's that's what threw me off. But those confrontations on the field happens. Confrontations with quarterbacks, yeah. players, back and forth. It, it's so part of the game. There is there. You do think, long story short, there is yep. some validity to what yeah, Antonio yeah. Brown is saying. I, I, I think Antonio wants to play, but, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where you're, as a player, you're like, hey, I have to put my safety in first. Yep. Like, I literally – I don't want to go out there and put bad stuff on tape. This is what we call it. Uh-huh. So you're like, hey, coach, somebody else goes in. Yeah, you know? like so, listen to me. I can't. I can't yeah, do I don't. This. I don't want to make it worse. Yep. So if I go in one play and then come back out the next play, that's that's what we do sometimes. Right, like literally, right. coach, like it's not helping nobody. So the statement continues from Antonio Brown. I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That's 100% inaccurate. Uh, I actually did not catch that. And maybe I'm missing something, but I don't recall Bruce Arians outright saying I didn't uh-huh. know about his ankle. Uh, so Pierre and I are on the it, same it, page yeah, here. Ankle. Injuries happen during the game, happen yeah. before the game. Like he you missed Thursday and Friday practice. Yeah, you. that could happen where he's like, hey, coach, I cannot play. Yeah. Coach is like, we need you. We need you. Like, <laughs> come on, man. And it doesn't It doesn't end nicely when one's saying no, one's saying, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, when it turns into a he said, he said, <laughs> yeah. that, and Antonio Brown's involved, that gets contentious. <laughs> uh, not only did uh, Arians know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged texts days before the game where he mm. clearly acknowledged my injury. Yeah. He obviously knew I was on the injury list, and the GM acknowledged after the game in text messages to my camp that I did tell coach about my ankle on Sunday. Uh, so later on, uh, this was a couple hours ago, but after this release came out, uh, Antonio Brown screenshotted text messages that he had with Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. where Bruce Arians was 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 contacting him, saying, "Hey, I need to know your status. I need to know that if if you're going to be there for us." Yeah, and the one thing, and we'll we'll I'll actually go through the texts in a couple of minutes. But the one thing is, Bruce Arians wasn't outright saying, "Can you play?" He was saying, "Like we need you." That doesn't necessarily mean we need you to run a fly route every other play, but sort of like you're saying, we. We need you, or at least mm-hmm. we need to know. We need your presence. You. We need right. your presence. Right. And but, Antonio, but, you know, as football players, we know we need your presence means, means <laughs> you're going you all the way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. once you're on the field, there's like, hey, there's no going 50%. Like, yeah. you got to go. Go, <laughs> like, go have, a, go have a, a pregame date with the needle, and then we're going to see you on the field, okay? Right. Uh, so this continues. This was long. <laughs> I know we were losing to the Jets, and that was frustrating for all of us. Now, that's a funny line. But I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes, I walked off the field, but there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I'm reflecting on my reaction, but there was a trigger. The trigger was something telling me I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past, but my past does not make me a second-class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I'm in pain. So, former wide receiver Pierre Garçon, Mm -hmm. do you feel a bit of sympathy for, right now, unemployed wide receiver Antonio Brown? I feel sympathy for him because, you know, it ended ugly that's the sympathy you know injuries happen players play hurt coaches do forget coach trainers push you back out there yeah. like they they it's it's part of the game you, you it's unfortunate we signed up for it but like you say you have to fig- um, you have to figure out your own health instead of putting it in bigger risk 
I agree with that. But the way it ended, it's like you could have handled it better, which yeah. is always what we always wanted for Antonio. It was like handle it better. Handle like, it better. Not, right. We're not denying what you're going through. It's just yep. like. So I think what this comes down to is who actually is at fault for Sunday. Now, there's a couple <laughs> of different layers to this. Like, how did this get so out of hand in a short amount of time? Things get out of hand Sunday. on sidelines. Yeah. There's a lot like of microphones this, and cameras, sure. but they don't catch everything. No. But this things get out. It happens. <laughs> did you see the Washington football team when the players are fighting against yeah, each other? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, things like this and happen by the way, all the time. With that sideline altercation with the Washington <laughs> football team, if you're putting your finger in another man's face, like that's it's, it's on, it's, right? You're asking for something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, please, let's fight. <laughs> right. uh, but, but, but things it, escalate on the sideline. So I, I, keep, I keep going back to mm-hmm. if you're going to assign blame to all of this, I really think this falls at the feet of Bruce Arians. It's not just what happened Sunday. Because, again, the point I've been trying to make, crazy guy didn't just go crazy on Sunday. Okay, Antonio Brown, does he have issues? For sure. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. Probably has some unresolved things that he needs to see a professional we, we, for. We all have issues. We play football. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we uh, you, yeah, you we signed a, up for football. <laughs> uh, a, you we made a all conscious have decision to make a living off of <laughs> we that. We all have issues. Uh, that's funny. I, I love that, actually. <laughs> um, but, but Bruce Arians, I really think this started if he did not go back on his word the day they signed Antonio Brown last year where he said it's a one-strike policy. This is a guy who has basically clowned it up wherever he's been since late stages Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. If he screws up here, then he's done. Uh, the guy pretty much, I mean, he he broke the law. That was a federal offense that he committed with the fake vaccine card, mm-hmm. got suspended for it, and then Bruce Arians led him back to the team. And not only did that, but when asked about it, he was defiant about it as well, like almost bothered that someone would ask him or bring back his own words from a year prior. So I honestly think with the altercation that happened on the sideline, Bruce Arians uh, saying, hey, you're hurt, but we need you on the field. But even before that, saying, hey, welcome back to the team, he kind of made his own bed with this. I think this is more on Bruce Arians than it is on it's, combustible it's, Antonio Brown. It's, it's always somebody's fault, but... The way it got handled is the problem. It's not necessarily what. So that's happened. what stands out to you, is yeah, because you know Bruce Arian is still going to be the coach. You know the Bucks are still going to go on, but Antonio Brown is a Hall of Fame player, and to leave the sport like that, it's like, oh, come on, man. You know, like we could have handled it better. We could have waited to halftime. We could have just sat on the bench. You know, not talked to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it these things happen, yeah. but it's how it's handled. And you don't, and he, I think he made it worse on himself by doing it at like. <laughs> he didn't help it, that's for sure. Um, but I, I just Bruce Arians. It seems like this this started with him with the ill fated decision to bring him back. And well, then, Bruce Arians trying to win a Super Bowl. Like Antonio Brown's a great sure. player. That's the reason why they signed. That's the reason why they signed all their players. They're great players that can help them win the Super Bowl. You know. It's, so Antonio Brown for you, like that's what stands out most is hey, you know what? If we're like signing, handle it better. Like being a doll. Yeah. I, I just we know what Antonio. You, you can Brown literally is. just do nothing on the sideline. Sure. And they'll ask you after the game, be like, all right, what's wrong? My ankle. <laughs> that's true. That's the, it happens. I've I played eleven years. I've seen a lot yeah, of stuff yeah, on the yeah. sideline. I, I you just go on to the next play though, because you know, you still have the task at hand. Like, hey, we gotta get into the end zone. 
I think Sunday, the circus we saw, the shirtless jumping jacks in the end zone, Antonio Brown. No, Antonio Brown running off the field, eventually showing up in some random social media influences Uber, and then headed to the Nets game. I do think that started with Bruce Arians. Pierre Garcon says, uh, you know what? That's a lot on Antonio Brown because he took it to a point where there was no reason for it to go to. What well, the owners can say, hey, we don't want this guy on the team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not Bruce Arians. It's like, hey, the general manager can say no, you mm-hmm. know, but we're all trying to stri- strive for the same goal. Antonio Brown wants to win another Super Bowl, too. Yeah. That's why we're playing football. That's- yeah. <laughs> Who do you blame Sunday on? Who takes more of the blame for Sunday? Is it Bruce Arians? Is it Antonio Brown? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Again, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Who is more to blame for Sunday in New York with the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians or Antonio Brown? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Ken Levick alive. The title sponsor is, of course, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Like Pierre made a decision that he wanted to make a living off of getting hit and playing professional football. Well, you can work in the sports industry without getting hit and that's with the FAU MBA sport management program why don't you go to the business side of things fau.edu slash MBA sport internationally renowned the FAU MBA sport management program Dr. Jim Reardon's been doing it for 22 years this is your path to the sports industry this is how you get a job in the sports industry I've seen it I know so many that have gotten their MBA in sport management at FAU and they've gone on to have a dream job in sports no lies here the FAU MBA sport management program check them out online fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Antonio Brown, Bruce Arians, who do you blame for Sunday's circus in New York? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. He's Pierre Garcon. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Bruce Arians, sorry, you brought back Antonio Brown and... We'll get into a little bit more of asking an injured player to go back on the field, but I think this is on him on Sunday. But Pierre Garcon with me until 2 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. Pierre, uh, Pierre, Pierre's not impressed with the Antonio Brown execution (laughs) after the confrontation on the sideline. Not at all. Not at all. He could have handled it better. That's that's all we asked for. Yeah, Yeah, and you're right. If he would have just sat down, shut up, and then address it after the game. He might still be employed, actually. Right he definitely now. will. Move past it, go on to the next game, get ready for the playoff run. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying that, A, it's a good thing that he took off his shirt and started doing jumping jacks <laughs> in the end zone. Now, I'm with you on that. That's a problem. I just think that, as he said in his statement, through his lawyer, there was a trigger. That trigger was Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians more to blame for what happened on Sunday than Antonio Brown. 888-760-3776. 888 Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Who is more to blame for Sunday at MetLife Stadium that we've heard in full Antonio Brown's side of the story? 
Was it Bruce Arians more at fault or Antonio Brown? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's get started on the phones. Let's get kicked off in Jupiter with Kyle. Kyle, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Kyle? Hey, what's going on, guys? What do you got, buddy? I I definitely would say more of the blame falls on Bruce Arians. And because the way he handled it, being a coach, yeah. If you're the coach and uh, and they knew all the issues he's been having over the past years, why or oh why would you look over at him and run your finger across your throat and say you're done? If somebody putting their finger in your face is a trigger, them sliding their finger across his throat is absolutely a trigger. And for someone like Antonio Brown's, you know, past recently, it obviously is going to make him react in some type of way. Kyle, appreciate the call. Uh, Bruce Arians is not a calm person. Like we know that. Good I, I mean, I haven't heard many people say anything bad. That's what I was about to say. Him. I don't I don't know too many of you that have a confrontation with Bruce Arians. Yeah. But I mean, Kyle's right though. If you're if you've already got a volatile player player in Antonio Brown and you're looking at him and you're throat slashing and saying you're done. Do they have a video footage? There, of? there is. To my knowledge, there is no video footage. Of <laughs> okay. That. So, but there's side, there's cameras every, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> there's a right. camera on a, a, every player probably on the sideline has a yeah. camera on them. So probably, <laughs> probably, it's definitely the head coach. It has not been. It has definitely not been released yet. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been released, and or uh, there's nobody that's able to corroborate Confirm. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I just all right. So Antonio Brown. We know, and this has been over the last couple of days. I've been thinking about this, and I know, I know that it seems like I'm caping hard for Antonio Brown. I mm-hmm. promise, I don't know the guy. Yeah, I have never been impressed with the guy and his personality. Um, <laughs> I, I think as I, he's uh, not a bad guy. He's you don't not think a he's bad a bad guy? guy? Listen, receivers, no receivers, but times change. I think social media has made a lot of people change. I think the first time we really seen Antonio get in trouble is when he got in trouble for Facebook in the locker room. Yeah, and I think that was time. the start of like troublesome. Yeah, yeah, it was like he started a YouTube channel, and then yeah. like when you're trying well, to do all these things, you have to feed these things. Sure, you have to feed social media, and I think that's where the turn took because he's not a bad person. I know him before he was in Tony Brown. He was always a great player. Okay, I remember his first touchdown in the NFL. I was like, yeah, this guy's gonna be good. I, I just, I, I mean, there's the the allegations of the the sexual assault and things like that where. Yeah. Like, there's there's so many layers to him. So, yeah, in, in yeah. wide receiver that's, circles. That's all of us. That's all of us. We're, you know, we're football players and we're human beings, too. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. you know, they see us on TV, but we do all have a personal life where, you know, yeah, things are not. Things are not <laughs> as, rosy. As, as, yeah, as we see on the TV. Uh, the, the thing, as a coach, I just, I feel like you need to know your pers- your players, your personnel. And I know that on a sideline, you've got 40-something guys. Coaches do. Uh, they do. Okay, the so coaches do. With we that, all know each other in the locker room because we spend so much time with each but other. You kind of have to to cater how you're handling individual players to their uh, the way they take coaching, right? As hard as it, it is in football, it yes, yes, you do. But in the heat of the moment, <laughs> it's difficult. This is what we're communicating. This is what's needed. Okay, some coaches can go back and forth for players, and nothing, you know escalates from it. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you just have to be like, all right, cool, let's move on. Antonio said he was escalated. He was triggered. Yeah. That happens a lot. Brandon Marshall, Terrell Owens. Oh, yeah. Like, these things, I played with numerous of guys. You're like, coach, let's just move. Let's leave yeah. it alone. We'll, we'll, we'll get it later. Yeah. 
Uh, Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown. Who's more to blame for Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick, Alive, Pierre Garcon with us here on this Thursday. Let's go to Boca. That's where Rich is. Rich is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Rich. Hey, how's it going, Ken? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So what I wanted to say is, you know, I, I've been listening, I've been reading up a lot. I actually spoke to an orthopedic surgeon today. He's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So Antonio Brown, you know, the, the problem with, it's not criticism, the problem with the question is we don't really know what the truth is, right? Because if you listen to Antonio Brown, you know, he didn't assault any women. He didn't lie on his uh, COVID situation. We don't really know what the situation is. It's hard for me to think about who's actually wrong. If you look at Antonio Brown's side of the story, I'd say, wow, it looks like they rushed to judgment. It looks like Arians lost his cool. But the other thing, and before you comment on that, because I think it's a hard question to answer now, is the orthopedic surgeon told me, and he, by the way, was an orthopedic surgeon for the New York Rangers. I'm not sure if he's, he's still for the Rangers. So he's but definitely he said, got a sports many background. Athletes, okay. Sports background. Many athletes, especially football players, that if you were to MRI them at this point in the year, lots of them have bone spurs, lots of them have ligaments. Sure. He goes, and when you start reading about detached from the bone or bulging bones that are showing through the skin, he goes, a lot of players have that. And he highly doubts that they would have put him on the field and that their trainers would have even let him play if that's what their reports show. So he's skeptical that what, MR, what, what the MRI is being reported is showing. I was wondering what your thoughts are. Yeah, and so here's the part of that. Stay stay with me here, Rich, because I've got uh, the statement. I did not get to that when I was going through it with Pierre earlier on. Uh, so here's the part that Rich is talking about, and this is from, from uh, the lawyer of Antonio Brown. These are Antonio Brown's words, I'm assuming. As part of their ongoing cover-up, he's referencing the Buccaneers here, they're acting like I wasn't cut and now demanding that I see a doctor of their choice to examine my ankle. What they did not know until now is that a Monday morning urgent MRI on my ankle showed broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligament torn from the bone, and cartilage loss, which is beyond painful. That is what he is claiming is wrong with his ankle, but that's what your the orthopedic surgeon, you know, Rich, is saying, like, that's a little bit difficult to believe. Yeah, he's saying, and he very specifically said, Rich, I promise you this. He goes, I, you know, I've been a sports doctor for a long time. He also did orthopedic work for the the New York Jets, and, and I actually had a labrum tear done by him because he's a friend. I had it done up in New York. Okay. But what he said was, I am promising you that there is, sometimes there is negligence, and sometimes the doctors get it wrong. But when you're talking about ligaments torn from a bone and, and fragments like that, like, he just can't imagine how much liability there would be for the Bucks to put him on the field. He goes, and then, and he's a big sports guy, just take it a step further where they really need him, that's why they put up with him, to be in the playoffs, which they knew they were going to be in. Why in God's name would they even chance playing him in that game and not just rest him another week sure. or two? Sure. So that's why I'm suspicious as well. And, and Rich, appreciate the call. This is the other thing with all of this, Pierre, is mm. that it's hard to for for many people and i understand it it's hard for many people to just outright say i believe antonio brown because of his past because he's been sketchy because he hasn't been reliable it's very hard for a lot of people to talk themselves into oh yeah i'm siding with antonio brown on this but part of it i think is what you keep going back to because how do you 
justify and defend someone who exited that game on Sunday that the way that he did. That was the only problem I had with it. The injuries happened. Imagine being Bruce Arian. You're down to the Jets. You're losing <laughs> to the Jets. <laughs> you're supposed to be winning the Super Bowl, and you're losing to the Jets, and you're telling your one of your best players to come help me. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying no. You were running earlier. You know, like, did something happen? You know, we can communicate it. Or we tell somebody else to go in. But, man, you're down to the Jets. Yeah. You're in New York. Yeah. Like, like, hey, in the heat of the moment, we need all our weapons now. Yeah. This is not the time to, tell, to say no, unless you really can't, which happens. But don't exit. <laughs> don't make it worse. That makes it very hard for people to get behind you when you do something like that. And I don't know what's going through Antonio Brown's head. I don't think a lot of people know what's going through Antonio Brown's head. But it's after what happened with the Steelers and the locker room with Tomlin, which you referenced, and then going into an offseason where you have allegations of improprieties and sexual assault, and then you have the Raiders, uh, and you have burning your feet in a cryotherapy that chamber. Like, and like he, I believe the injuries. I believe the injuries. Yeah. How it was handled. And he's just so ragged. That's the thing, too. He's so ragged. There's no consistency with his personality, and that's what makes it tough for people to, to really bring themselves to, yeah, he's telling the truth. He, 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 I believe him telling the truth all the time. It's just the way it's being delivered. Yeah. <laughs> the way it's, it's tough being to expressed. It's yeah. like, are you serious now, or are you? <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Where, where, where are you at right now? Are you really going to come back and play the full game now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, what, what sort of Antonio Brown are we getting? Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown, who do you blame more for Sunday now that we have heard you Antonio Brown's side? You know they were Brown's in Pittsburgh side? together, right? You're right. They were in Pittsburgh together. So they already had a previous relationship. They were I didn't in Pittsburgh even, together. That did not even occur to me. I know football, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pierre Garceau, damn it. I know football. Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown. Who's more to blame for Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. A conversation I was having yesterday with Dean Thomas was about, because mm-hmm. he had brought up this new policy with the NFL uh, about how teams now can get fined during the draft process if they ask questions that are seemingly damaging, don't have anything to do with football. Like the Des Bryant, Jeff Ireland, then Dolphins general manager, mm. is your mom a prostitute? Uh, yeah, Eli Apple football. being asked, are you gay during a, a draft interview? Like mm. things that they honestly just don't matter. And uh, in the grand scheme of things, and they were being defended as, oh, I just want to see what happens when a guy is uncomfortable in that setting. No, you're not having a uh, an interrogation on the field. That stuff doesn't really matter all that much. But I also think that goes to like a, the still alpha mindset of football where it's like, hey, I have some power over you. I'm the guy who makes the rules. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to follow me. You're going to fall in line. There's a structure to this entire thing, more so than any other sport. I agree. But in the NFL, I think when it comes to pros, and it's why Nick Saban didn't succeed with mm-hmm. the Dolphins, these mm-hmm. are guys that are getting paid. These are grown-ass men that are getting paid big money. And if you don't approach someone the right way with respect, like Urban Meyer kicking players, like that's where things fall apart, right? Like of you course, need yeah, to strike you lose a balance your, there. You lose respect for you know a person that disrespects yeah, you yeah. or acts you something disrespectful. But you know it is a job you signed up for. You have to look past it. If you can, if you cannot, it's understandable. But you know, a lot of a lot of things get thrown at you as football players, and mm-hmm. you just have to overcome them. Now, when you were with the Colts, mm-hmm. um, you're you're that's where you really came to the to the top as an NFL player before you you went to Washington and got that sweet sweet paycheck. Uh, 
you know, you had Peyton. Yes. And Peyton, I feel like probably for you, Peyton would have been more fear of God than <laughs> who was it? Did you start <laughs> with Dungey? Dungey from well, Dungey yeah, and then yeah. Caldwell, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, so those personalities compared to what you're seeing with Peyton every practice, you're probably a little I, more frightened of Peyton, I, right? Oh yeah, well, you, you, like you said, the alpha male, like, hey, whatever you say, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do because yeah. you're Peyton. Like, I, I'm a receiver. And I you're want likely you to dependent on him. <laughs> I want you to throw the ball. And they do a lot of, like you say, ask you questions just to get to know you and to make you uncomfortable to see how you act because on Sundays things will get uncomfortable. Sure. Going to a press conference, things will get uncomfortable. They're asking you questions you have no idea about, and you're like. Uh, I, well, I, I didn't know this even happened. What was the weirdest question you got in the draft process? Well, they didn't ask me much questions because they didn't know much about you me. Were not, <laughs> yeah, you were D3 like, Mount Union guy. Like, yeah. Where'd you go, Mount Union? Oh, I've heard yeah. that go, go run a route and <laughs> catch a ball, please. Let, let's oh. see how you play football because you didn't play against players yeah. in, in college. So <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't ask me much questions. I didn't have the intimate interviews. Yeah, so yeah. They were like, hey, fill out this uh, this test, this uh, <laughs> Wonder Lake test, and yeah. turn it back in. Right, right. And then uh, <laughs> if you could go to the jugs machine, that would be great. Right. Yeah, thank you. What was your 40 time? That's that's all they have. <laughs> what was your height and weight? Oh man, right. that is fun. I, that's a, that's a good call. Like Mount Union guy is not getting the uh, Eli Apple, yeah, question, uh, Des Bryant questionnaire. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, uh, the but the, the the fact that Antonio Brown is is out there. He's tweeting today. He's got the Facebook Live. He's trying to defend himself. He thinks that his NFL career is not done. And I get the sense that he thinks his NFL career is not done as early as next year. Earlier this week, I was saying how I felt that Antonio Brown, this is before I knew the extent of what he claims his ankle uh, injury is, I thought that he might even get picked up for a playoff run for a team because, A, NFL coaches always think they can change you. They always think that they have the structure that's going to help you to succeed. And... You only have him for like five games. So he's not going to blow up your locker room in five games. I thought that he has enough talent, enough to give, and he is a veteran wide receiver that could help the quarterback. He would get signed. Now, the immediate reaction to seeing a guy take his shirt off and jump jack through the end zone is, yeah, his NFL career is over, especially when you're Antonio Brown with uh, a a long NFL rap sheet at this point. Uh, But he thinks he's going to play again. I think he's going to play again. I think he's going to get another chance. Uh, when when you look at this, though, just you, a guy who was in the league for so long, especially at that position, a guy who was able to to do it for a long time at that position with young guys coming up behind you, uh, I mean, is he is he going to play again? Is there a way to, for him to play again? Or Physically, do you think he's he can done? play, but it's up to the owners, the general managers, the head coach to be like, hey, is he worth dude, it? That's who. That's it depends on the team. Like Pierre Garcon, like, general manager. He doesn't want to go to Detroit. He doesn't want to go. No, you know, <laughs> right. No, you don't want he to, wants to probably go to Green Bay. He probably wants to go, you know, somewhere like Arizona. He would need a veteran quarterback, right? Somewhere he'd want to go like to a contender, but does I just like, like I remember when Joe Philbin yeah. took over the Dolphins mm-hmm. and uh, Brandon Marshall. One of the priorities for them was, oh, we can't have Brandon Marshall tainting. Uh, that attitude, yeah. our young Ryan Tannehill quarterback. And yes. I thought at the time, I don't love this. I don't love this move because Brandon Marshall had been productive. Mm-hmm. He had had the 100 catches each season, mm-hmm. and uh, he had come out and it talked about his bipolar disorder and battling that and still was able to be productive. And I developed an appreciation for just the way he conducted himself. He's brash. He has a personality that mm-hmm. isn't for everybody, but I didn't think he was going to be toxic to Ryan Tannehill, and I think that ended up being a mistake. 
Um, but I don't know. Antonio Brown feels different. Antonio Brown feels like I don't want him around my young quarterback because he's such a distraction. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers be throwing to him because I think Aaron Rodgers is fairly unflappable in a spot like that. No, I definitely understand that. I think Antonio wants to go to a veteran quarterback, but he had a veteran quarterback already. Tom yeah. Brady, you don't get better than Tom That's Brady. That's a good point. He had Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady stuck his neck out And he's burned him. that like, bridge now. Like, it's, like, I don't want Antonio Brown in around the young quarterback because, you know, like you say, he can make him nervous on the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. But I don't know if a team will touch him. You know where Labanowitz Friday Night Lights wants him to go. He wants him to go to L.A. So it's 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 Odell Beckham and it's Antonio <laughs> Brown for Matthew Stafford. So we we're just gonna take the ball away from Cooper Cup. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Cooper. We know you're a record-breaking receiver, but you're just done, gonna man. take the ball away from Cooper. Could Cup. you imagine that? Like Odell, throw it to me, throw it to me, throw it. Antonio Brown, throw it to me, throw it. And Cooper Cup's like, bro, I'm the number one receiver here. Like, come on. Ah oh, man, honestly, I think that, that locker room would I think, melt. I think that was another thing that Antonio wanted. He wanted the spotlight that Odell had because Odell was the man in New York and Odell was in all the music videos doing all this thing. But mm-hmm. Antonio Brown was a better talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown was the man for about six, seven years strong. Like every year he had like 100 catches yeah. and he was going to the Pro Bowl. He was, he was, but he was in Pittsburgh. It wasn't, you know. He's not in New York. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't in New York. So he would want to go to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> L.A., they, they let you do anything. On and off the field. That is Not wild. on the field, but, you know, I don't think they would touch him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthew Stafford has some problems already. Yeah. Right. Well, man, Matthew Stafford, he thinks his receivers are in the opposing <laughs> uniform. That's his problem right now. Uh, by the way, breaking news, Antonio Brown has officially been released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Uh, so Antonio Brown is officially released by the Buccaneers. So now we find out how bad that ankle is because if a team comes calling and all of a sudden he's signing – Oh, wait, those bone fragments appear to be okay, Antonio. Uh, who, uh, who's most to blame for Sunday's histrionics in New York, Bruce Arians or Antonio Brown? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. I know who's to blame if your air conditioning goes down uh, once the weather starts to get warmer here. And, and don't, don't be fooled because it might be in the low 60s in the morning, but the highs are still in the 80s. That AC is still kicking on later in the day. But I know who to blame because I've been telling you for months and months and months to check your AC unit. Make sure that there are there are people that are are checking in to make sure your air conditioning is working well. Making sure uh, that it's not shutting down. And uh, if you don't do it, you're you're to blame for that. And that's why you need EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes, EDS air conditioning. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family owned and operated, uh, and they are going to take care of you. Whether it's maintenance on your AC as we get into the summer months, which are oh, about five minutes away, uh, and uh, or you need a completely new AC unit so you can avoid the hotel trip this summer when your AC breaks down and it's 105 degrees in your home. EDS is yes, EDS air conditioning. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Take care of your AC, please. Just take my word for it. You're going to need it sooner rather than later. So why not call now for that maintenance? And hey, if it's past that point, you're going to need a good, dependable unit. And that's where EDS is coming into play. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. Go to edsairconditioning.com because again, EDS is yes. Aaron Rodgers, he is not happy with the MVP voting process. In fact, he's using words like, Bum. 
Do we need to overhaul this thing? We'll discuss it next. Pierre Garçon, he's our MVP here on Ken LaVica Live. I'm Ken LaVica, and I'm like the comeback player of the year. I'm live on ESPN (laughs) 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Reminder, brand new ESPN 106.3 lineup. Ken Levick alive 12 to 2 every day. And then Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina at 4 o'clock every day. Double dose of Evan Cohen, 11.55 a.m. and 5.55 p.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Pierre Garcon with us here on Ken Levick alive. And so uh, the Buccaneers have now uh, released Antonio Brown. You're not surprised. Not surprised at all. He yeah. released himself. <laughs> he, he had that coming. Here's the statement. From the uh, Buccaneers, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks have terminated the contract of Antonio Brown effective immediately. Antonio did receive treatment on his ankle, was listed on the injury report in the week leading up to last Sunday's game. And we knew that Mm -hmm. Thursday, Friday, he was cleared to play by our medical team prior to the start of the game. At no point during the game did he indicate to our medical personnel he could not play. We've attempted multiple times throughout this week to schedule an evaluation by an outside orthopedic specialist, yet Antonio has not complied. Maintaining the health and wellness of our players is of the utmost importance to our organization. So they're refuting Antonio Brown's side of the story. Throat um, slash, you know, when you say you're injured, you know, you do have to talk to, you know, the head trainer. You tell them, hey, my ankle hurts, and they're going to ask you how bad. And you have a decision to make. <laughs> yeah. And then based off that how bad decision, you either go back in or you sit on the sideline. We're not denying if you're injured. <laughs> we're denying how bad is it. We're denying. We're we're saying we're questioning what you do after you know you're said you were injured. It happens. Guys are always playing with injury. This is part of the game. But exiting <laughs> in that fashion, shirtless is not good. <laughs> is what yeah. why we're talking about it. Well, because they they still won the game yeah. without him turning around. Yeah. He's still going to have been on the team. He's still going to have been on the sideline. And they need Moving him. Up. I mean, that wide receiver core is banged up. And that's probably yeah. why Bruce Arians was yelling, like, hey, come on, we need you. Because yeah. if you tell them, hey, because the head trainer goes over and be like, hey, Antonio Brown's down. Okay. You, you know, it stays in your mind. Then the coach, the head coach might go to like, hey, are you like, like, <laughs> are you really bad or like, can you push through it? You know, yeah. which is normal, which is the coach's job, which is the trainer's job. That's, yep. that's why you're here to play. But, Man, it was the exit. <laughs> it wasn't nothing else. But he still could have been on the team, going into week 17 now. Week 18, week, yeah. Week 18, and then going on for the playoff. Because they want him there. That's why they got him a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. we, we love you. We yeah. want you to be here. I mean, I've been putting the blame on, on Bruce Arians for Sunday. And even if, if, if people want to fight me on that, <laughs> he did make his own bed. Bring, he did not have yeah. to bring him back. And he did not. I know not. that – and this was before he was brought back before the injuries really ransacked that wide receiver mm-hmm. group. But I think Bruce Arians probably, and and I'm, I, I mean, it's not like I'm in his head, but they were already a little bit thin and you're in the home stretch of the season and it would be nice to have Antonio Brown in the playoffs. So it's very easy to look the other way if you can bring him back off of the Vax card. But I mean, he defiantly went to bat for him, said, I don't give a belief what people think. Well, now it's turned out like this. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is. It's it is. It's really sad. And that's the biggest thing. It's sad on both. It's a lose-lose, mm-hmm. which was a, a great story. you know. But being down to the Jets 
<laughs> in New York. It's got people. It brings it, it brings out the, brings the out fire of, out of everybody. I was gonna say it, it, it turns. We the never expected side. the Jets to be up, and then they they lost, and I'm like, oh my god. Think about like, this: <laughs> the New York Jets end up being the biggest winner of Sunday, and here is why. Jets fans, you haven't enjoyed many wins over the last couple of years, but here's why: a You'll almost beat the Buccaneers, yes. which means you still maintain your draft position, which means you're still in the running for a top three pick in the draft. So that's a win. And you may have torpedoed the Buccaneers season. <laughs> you may have because of how you played against the Bucs and the frustrations that arose from that on the Bucs sideline. You may have torpedoed and fractured their their their, their Super Bowl back to back run. They, they what a fractured. win! They fractured. They definitely fractured. <laughs> but it. Tom Brady, man, the thing he did at that two minute drill—it was like, so oh. obvious what was going. But happen I do have a question. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth and two, and you call a quarterback sneak. Uh, all right. So fourth that, and two—that was bonehead stuff right there. Fourth now, and two. The fourth way and two. Fourth and two, not four inches, yeah. not four and a quarterback one. sneak with a guy that that's not that big. Uh, uh, we're not talking. Yeah, if you like, got Cam Newton, okay, yeah. you can push the power. It's not like Big Ben was back there. Okay, it's but Spinley Zach you Wilson. You can call 18, 14, mm-hmm. 15 dive. Like that was a better option yeah. or a fake, uh, you know, right. something. Right, like, but but it, I was scratching the, my head. The uh, the center two. dive was not a great idea. But here's here's the way Robert Sala um, explained it. Explained it. Please. So he said. That that play, if you're going by the blueprint, what you're practicing in practice, that play is always going to be a quarterback dive. So Zach Wilson did not do anything wrong there, but he blamed the communication between the sideline and Zach Wilson because uh, he said that it should have been run that play, but it's always a handoff in that situation, a fourth down situation if you're running that play. It's going to be a handoff from that distance, and that never got communicated to Zach Wilson. So he took it on the coaching staff uh, for the lack of communication to Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson got the play call and thought he was running what they've run in practice instead of running what situationally the play should have been, and that's hand the ball. Sounds like too much explanation to me. (laughs) For a fourth down, that's... Yes. Call that's a 15 ex- dive, right, 10 dive. Right. Why didn't she 18, call a play that's actually something? A handoff. Right. A handoff. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and I think what he's saying is like that that's the formation they wanted. Uh, so that's why they ran that play. But that was my first thought when he explained it. I was like, wait, this sounds way too convoluted. Like, why uh, didn't you just or, call a handoff? Or they wanted Braxton Berrios to have the ball. Like that 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 That's was the another fullback with a running back. The 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 receiver, uh, um, the Miami kid, but he I mean, he takes end arounds fairly regularly, jet sweeps, yeah. things along those I, lines. I, I, anything would have been better than a quarterback to the, at four and yeah, two fourth and yeah. two. Like, Hell, a toss to Braxton Barrios, a, th- a hitch to Braxton Barrios, something to Braxton Barrios. Something where the guy's running forward. Like yeah, with downhill. speed, with uh-huh. speed, yeah. like you know, like give me power right. to go. Like like you said, the quarterback is only this big. Not your, not your frosted tips, BYU rookie and, quarterback. And, and I still thought the Jets still had a chance, yeah. but after that, I was like, if they lose, that's that's the play that lost mm-hmm. the game, and it was. <laughs> And and it was because then Tom Brady uh, did what Tom Brady did, does. Does what Tom Brady does, which was extremely predictable.